everything that I say, I try to never really, like, regret it. Like, I try to live and not regret anything that I say. From the heart of Room Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners, and welcome back to League of Legends Radio. And yes, that was Sky Williams in the intro. That's the interview I've got for you today. This is going to be part one of two featuring the interview with Sky Williams. But before I do that, I just have to share this new Master Yi build because it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So you get Seda Devour, Straight into Ginsu's, Boots at some point, Titanic Hydra, Steric's Gage, Guardian Angel, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You got like 3k HP, pretty good defensive stats, plus the the passive from Steric's Gauge, and it's just, it's great. You just insta-give everyone, and you're tanky, and you can't really be focused. Oh, I love it. Anyways, like I said, this is part one of two in the interview with Sky Williams. The second part of this interview will be featured next week, but until then... Whether you're a long-time listener or it's your first time here, I sincerely hope that you enjoy this episode of League of Legends Radio. Alright guys, this week we have YouTuber Sky Williams on the show with us. Sky, thank you so much for being on the show and welcome. Thank you. Alright, so what first inspired you to start out on YouTube all those years ago? Um, I mean, I started in 2008, really, um, and... I actually don't even know why I did it. To this day, I, I don't remember why I put it on the internet. I just remember doing a video in the park talking about how I was going to, like, die a virgin. And uh, that went viral for its time. And then I guess if you're talking about League of Legends, there wasn't really any, like, super big motivation. It's just, like, I was playing a game and I got fucking mad at my top lane. And <laughs> I, had to just, I had to make a video. Like, that, that's all it was. So do you feel that your videos show some bias to junglers? Um, yeah. I mean, like, it's only been the role that I know the most and that I'm really, like, comfortable with. But more, more importantly, it's just because I... I really... I identify with junglers. I kind of like playing my own game, you know? Like, I like being by myself in the jungle. Um, so I do show bias to them because they do get a lot of flack. But then, you know, through the years, I just kind of realize that other roles... Other roles are like, you know, they get a lot of flack and junglers get away with a lot of shit too, so, you know. So, of all the videos that you've put out, which one would you say is the funniest or that you're maybe the most proud of? Um, well, I guess I'll break it up into categories. My most proud, like, the most proud song I made, I only made it a little bit, was 3005. Um... I like that song a lot. The most, my most proudest vlog I've ever done would probably be um, four manipulative ways to win league games or the DSG series. Uh, my favorite gameplay video is either anime or uh, Jesus Christ Dude. And then probably my favorite skit is the one that I just released, uh, TSM, uh, the TSM one. Okay, so I actually want to ask you something on the TSM video. How does it feel when you release a video like that, and then you, of course, have the people in the comments saying, 
world's biggest TSM fan isn't wearing a TSM shirt or isn't wearing a TSM jacket? Does that just <laughs> annoy you? <laughs> um, it's funny because people look at that video and they think like, oh, you know, like that was, you know, this is this was a huge preparation. Like, you know, it, it looked like a high production video. You know what I mean? Um, but that video was made in a day, less less than half of a day. Like we just, when I randomly had the idea, I asked for a DP and got him out here, and we just kind of went and we just, you know. One after the other, just kept trying to find as many things as we could. Couldn't find a TSM shirt. I was like, fuck. So we got a Twitch shirt. And, you know, we just kind of printed shit. Last second, it was it was awesome. So I listened to them, and I'm kind of like, all right, well, if this video did that well, right, just wait until my other videos come to light. And then we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see if I can do better next time. So, do you think that people actually realize how much preparation goes into these videos or how difficult it is to regularly release this kind of content? I think that people don't understand how hard it is to make a vlog. Like, I think people just think that vlogging is turn on the camera and talk, and that's it. But there's, like, way more to it. And when you have to do a new stand-up comedy routine every single week, it's like... It's hard. It gets really, really hard. And I, I feel like, I feel like sometimes people just, they take it for granted, you know, like, and, and they think like, oh, this guy's being lazy this week because there's no video. But no, it's taking like 30 hours to make a vlog. So I, th- I feel like definitely people just don't really understand how hard it is to make content in that way. So they just underestimate the amount of preparation that goes into it and the difficulty of actually writing these kinds of skits and performing them at the same time? So well, yeah, I mean, you've you just got all these other people, you know, that do, like, a video every day, and, they, and they've got, like, all these views, and, and you, you feel like everyone can do a video every day, but it's not like that. It's, it's way harder than that. So I think people just loop me in with, like, the left players or the... You know, gameplay people, like, I don't know, like, Magic Arts Youth Fly or something like that, like, people that use gameplay, which isn't a bad thing. They just loop me up with that. And even though Magic Arts spends a lot of time on his videos, it's like his, um, his videos are champion-based, right? So it's like, you know, he does a, a spotlight on um, on a new champion, on Cosmics or whatever. So he has, like, endless material in that way. I don't have that. So it's a lot more difficult for me to be successful with my medium of content. Um, but, you know, that's who I am, and I'm trying my best, and I just try to learn from everybody else, you know. So hopefully people will eventually see that it's, it's hard, but, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm sticking in there. So you're mentioning, you know, these people that release a video every day, and then you trying to make your new schedule work of releasing videos, but... How important when you're growing a channel or trying to maintain a channel, how important would you say consistency in timing your uploads is? Uh, uh, well, okay. I don't think I don't think that consistency is as important as nailing a video. So here's an example. I took a five month break from YouTube. Right? I didn't lose anything for like five months. 
Then I released a video called Just Wood. And that video did really, really, really well. Now, that's because I nailed that vlog. Though I wasn't consistent for five months, my audience was still there. People were still subscribed. People were still waiting, you know? So, I would say consistency is good if you want to keep, like, residual views coming in. If you're like, okay, well, you know, there's a video today. I know there's going to be a new video today, and people are going to be looking at your channel. Therefore, you know, uh, how do I put this? When you release a video right now, it goes in everybody's sub boxes. But what if you release a video um, on Tuesday, but half of your fans are in a different country? And then they come back on Wednesday, and their sub box notifications are buried by other sub boxes. They'll never really see that video. So if you have a schedule, people are going to be able to be like, oh, well, I know there's a video on Tuesday, so I'm going to go check just on my own. Um, but I'd say more importantly is making sure that when you make a video, you nail it. You slay that video. You own that video. You own your space. I think that's the most important thing. So you say that quality over quantity would be the way to go when you're creating content. For me, yeah. I mean, for a blogger, yeah. For a comedian in the style of what I do, sure. I think and not that quality isn't good for everyone else because my fellow YouTube peers all get great content and high level of quality. But with vlogging, you want to make sure that you, you know, you really bring a unique perspective. You try not to recycle jokes too much. You try to be genuine. You have to, you have to do a lot more things to make it seem fresh, to make it seem new. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, so to shift away from this a little bit, you're, of course, primarily known as a League of Legends YouTuber, but recently you've been releasing videos about other games. I think there was a couple CSGO videos, an Undertale video, if I'm not mistaken. So how yeah. how difficult is it for people who have built their brand around maybe just League of Legends or just around any specific game for them to move into new spaces and try to create different kinds of content that may or may not interest their current fan base. How does that affect people's channels typically? Well, this is my only true advantage um, as a content creator is that I, my brand is me, is Sky Williams. So it's like I would say about, 70% of my audience is here for me, and pretty, and, and then the rest of the 30% are only here for League of Legends stuff. So for me personally, I guess, it doesn't really affect me that hard. My Undertale video, my Mario Maker video, they all have pretty good views. For other people, it just depends on how you market yourself. Um, it depends on what people are there for. Are they falling in love with your personality, or are you super, are you super editing something? And that's why it's... Um, and that's why it's so good. Like, for example, Uber Danger. Um, Uber Danger is, in my opinion, is one of the most remarkable, if not the most remarkable director in, like, YouTube history. The way that he edits things is so beautiful, so great. And, um, but, like, if he were to go and edit, um, I don't know, some other games, people aren't really falling in love with Uber Danger's personality. They're falling in love with how he edits. But if they're not, if, if they don't care about the game that he's editing, he's going to get a significant view loss. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. So you're saying it more depends yeah. on the type of content that the person creates rather than just specifically dealing with the game. 
Right, right, right. And, you know, like, for example, I'm vlogging. I'm giving real opinions. My face is there. If I made a video called, like, you know, um, Undertale is a great game, and if he's vlogging about it, people are going to be more inclined to be like, well, you know, I do like Sky and what he has to say. Maybe he'll convince me. Because that's my brand. My brand is my face. But if people don't put their face out there or they're only editors or whatever it is, that's great because they work really hard, but it's a lot harder for them to transition. So it depends on what, um, what channel, like what type of channel you have, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So while we're talking about branding and marketing yourself, uh, what would you recommend to people who are just starting out or even people with somewhat established channels? What kind of role does branding and marketing typically play for YouTubers? Um, well, uh, funny enough, I actually... I think my brand, in terms of PR, it's where I want it to be right now. It's not the best, especially after that female streamer thing. No, <laughs> I, I don't think that. I actually got a huge amount of positive press from it, of course, and a lot of benefits. However, um, some of the some of the repercussions were, for example, like Coke Esports. Um, I was told that the heads of Coke Esports were like gossiping about me or something, and they were. They were talking about the trash and saying how they would never work with me. I found that to be really, like, sad and unprofessional and, and hurtful. But I didn't roast them in public. When it comes to branding, you have to remember, your image, your name is everything. So if someone tweets at you and says that you're not funny or fat or stupid or ugly, and you say something horrible back to them, they will screenshot that. And that will be taken out of context, and that will be used against you heavily, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I guess I would say in terms of branding yourself and like, you know, just, just, just trying to get a good, like a good PR representation, just remember that like you're always on stage. Everything you say or you do can and will be held against you. And you just have to remember that, man, you could be dope, you could be direct, you could be honest. But what you say will come back, which is why I told you in the beginning of this, I try to say things that I don't regret, because I know that when I say it, it's going to come back to me. So everything I say, I've got to be true to me. As I mentioned... That was part one of my interview with Sky Williams. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday to hear the exciting conclusion. Will Ponder's sea lion reach his true potential? Will Sky Williams get the girl? All that and more will be answered on next episode of League of Legends Radio. Okay, I'm sorry. But, yeah. Seriously, tune in next week to hear the rest of my interview with Sky Williams. Getting to talk to him was, honestly, a really cool experience for me. I've been a huge fan of his for the past couple years. He's the first person I ever subscribed to on YouTube, so he was my first. Um, thought I should mention that. <laughs> thought I should mention that. But getting to talk to him and getting to interview him was a really awesome experience for me. So again, thank you, Sky, for being on the show. It really meant a lot to me. And thank you to all you, whether you're Sky's fans or you're my fans or you're both. Thank you for downloading this episode of League of Legends Radio. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at LO Legends Radio. Send me an email at PonderSealine at gmail.com. You can even add me. My summoner name is PonderSealine. I play on NA. Any of these ways you guys can contact me. I'd really love to hear your feedback on the show. Love to play a game with you guys. 
So as always, I'm Ponderous Sea Lion, and I'll catch you on the flippity flop.